Hello, you have reached episode four of the Riot and Frolic podcast in which I'll be reading Why Tanning for Ballroom Dance Competitions, which I'll link to in the notes. Welcome to Riot and Frolic, a mostly ballroom dance podcast in which I'll read dance-tastic posts from my blog, complete with the volume, emphasis, unintended sidebars, and accidental life lessons you'd expect. All right, today we're talking about tanning, and I will just read this. There are a lot of links on this podcast, so... If I'm referencing something, I promise I have a link to it in the notes. I will continue by reading. Why tanning for ballroom dance competitions? Do I have to tan? Sidebar. I get asked this a lot um, by all varieties of people. Newbies ask this a lot, either before, yay, or after, unfortunately, their first ballroom dance competition. The short answer is yes. The long short answer is because you have to, but the longer answer is pretty long, 767 words to be exact, but there's science involved. So the answer will be good in sciency. Here we go. The average competition floor is lit with lights on rigs suspended overhead, as well as several fixtures on the floor. Light is coming at your personhood from all angles. So, Peter Pan, you have no shadow. The lack of shadow will flatten out your sick abs, biceps, calves, and face. And I mean flatten out as in show lack of dimension, not prove I haven't eaten cake in six months. Now, no one worries about lacking dimension on their face because no one really questions the need for stage makeup on their faces, right? I'm side-eyeing many of you boys right now. One wants to flaunt their sassy winks and air kisses with some eyeshadow and lipstick, not to mention some Kardashian-like heavy contouring. So why are you ignoring the rest of your body? We generally know makeup, especially on a stage or well-lit floor, will make your features pop, i.e. exist, from where the audience or judges see you. Those naked, pale legs and back of yours need a little assist as well. Science ho! Here comes some light color theory that I did research for. Different light sources emit different color tones. The sun produces a white light incorporating colors from across the spectrum. Under it, colors look bright and lively and true to life. That golden hour that all the Instagrammers gush about? It's a sweet yellow light that camouflages greens and blues. Yes, you under eye circles. And gives you a great glowing glow. Candlelight registers as a warming orange, making your skin tone look even and eliminating blue tones, a good thing, while making reds pop, like your dress or that zit. Now, stage lights produce heavily blue tones, a.k.a. winter hues. And while Minnesota is having a bit of a tropical snap... Ye who live in the Midwest know that is not our best time of year. Blues look bluer, greens look sicker, and whites look blue. 
pink, unfortunately, looks, quote, gray and dead, unquote. That's from one of my sources. Combined with the lack of shadows, you are now a dancing piece of gray paper, void of any muscle definition and depth, save for your perfectly made-up face. In a realm where you're often being judged on perceived vigor, aka life, this is not good. If you're doing standard and have a dress that mostly covers your limbs and back, this might not be a problem. If you're doing Latin, rhythm, or smooth, you must deal with this. Now, the awesome lighting techs at ballroom dance competitions are doing their best to make everyone look amazing. They want your dress and all its rhinestones to sparkle and wow, your makeup to look glamorous and perfect after seven rounds, and your hair to shine like the top of the Empire State Building. But they can only do so much. They will add some lovely ambers and violets to their LED light panels, or if they're old school, they'll throw on some gels to their can lights. But let's help them out. What to do? Get a tan. It doesn't have to make you a different race, but it does have to cover up the blue and pink tones in your skin. For many of us Midwesterners who are of Scandinavian descent, uh, that means that you will look different. (laughs) Your tan will reflect a more pleasing, alive-looking color to the human and even the judge's eye. (laughs) And that reflected light will also return and often enhance any muscle definition you have, including cleavage. That's very exciting for some of us who don't usually have any. Do a test patch. The products with DHA which is the major tanning agent, might give a green or orange tinge to your tan if your body has a slightly elevated or alkaline pH level. (laughs) So sciencey, but it's true. Fun fact, semi-permanent lipsticks and makeups might not stick to you if your body is slightly alkaline as well. It might look orange to you in daylight. But you might be re- oh, <laughs> but you might be overreacting to your very decent fake tan. So buck up. You can read this great article, which is in the notes from SK Danceport, on the pros and cons of some of the different products available, or their one on their favorite way to tan. I also really like this tanning stuff, which is linked to in the notes. Number two on what to do. It's a very short list. Don't use white eyeshadow as your highlight color under your brows. This has bothered me for years, you guys. I always wondered why so many girls seem to be wearing blue eyeshadow like it was the 60s. And it turns out it's just that reflection of what could on a normal day be a very great highlighter color that goes under your brow looks blue under stage lights. The color under your brows and maybe on the inner corners of your eyes, should be yellowish and creamy. And I have a link to one that I like. That's it. It's a short list. I just attended a seminar given by Dance Vision that hosted Boyko as the teacher. So thank you, both Dance Vision and Boyko. And he was giving his seminar on hair and makeup. More or less, obviously, if you know who Boyko is. Boyko is one of the premier hair and makeup artists in the world for ballroom dancing. 
And if you're at a competition and you're looking for hair and makeup services, I can't recommend him or his artists enough. Like they're amazing, cutting edge people. Anyways, he was talking about how when you do a competition or a performance, you're wanting people to like you in a sense. And specifically, you want the judges to like you. And to do that, obviously, you do those very important things like practice and get coaching and improve the quality of your dancing. But by the time you get to a performance, you also want to make sure that your packaging or what you look like on the floor is just as good as all that preparation that you did for your quality of dancing. So if you don't have that quality in your packaging, you're giving the judges a chance to dismiss your dancing just a little bit. And you don't want to give them that chance. So when I see very good dancers that haven't completed their packaging, uh, what's my favorite saying? Their physical promise. Such a good one. If you don't complete your packaging or your physical promise on the same level or better than what you're dancing, you're giving those judges a chance to just look away for a second because it doesn't look like you've prepared. So tanning, as ridiculous as it sounds, is really important as one of the steps to completing your packaging. And all those reasons that I listed, it's hard to explain that in a lesson when somebody's like, should I go tan? I'm like, yes. Because of the lights of the stage make you blue and blah, blah, blah. Like nobody wants to explain that on a lesson. So that's why this podcast and my blog have existed for years. Um, most of the questions, I have a guest host who's yawning. Um, most of the questions that I answer, you might not know there are questions, but I've literally been asked them so many times and it's either like, not quite the right situation to answer it in the studio or it takes too long to answer it in the studio or there's too many details or whatever um that I was like I just gotta write this down and I feel bad sometimes when people are like why does blah 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 and I'm like I wrote a blog post about that and I try to send them to my blog but it gives you like a thorough answer that Fortunately, other professionals have agreed with. It's not just my opinion. It's a shared opinion with some pretty decent people. So this is one of them that I feel is really important that doesn't get covered enough. Like most teachers will tell you, yes, you should tan. And that's kind of the end of it. But the whole stage lighting thing, which stage lighting has come a really long way just in the time that I've been ballroom dancing um stage lighting has like taken ballroom dancing especially at competitions to like another level it just looks so amazing in the ballrooms with all the rigging and beautiful lighting that they do and you want to take advantage of that and not get taken advantage by it okay if you have any questions as usual leave them in the comments review review my podcast i would so appreciate it i'm like on all the platforms now and as usual go forth and conquer love you guys bye
Thanks for joining me today. If you picked up what I laid down, leave a review for the podcast. Come back next time. And in the meantime, go forth and practice.